1: Empire
2: You
1: thought you knew, but you have no idea It's the Urban Sports Scene
3: You are listening to the Urban Sports Same with Myself, Wole, Ray Jeezy, and the Homie Will Tear Out. Uh, we're also part of Ampire Amp Media. Check us out at ampiremedia.com. We got a special guest, so I'm going to go right into our reads. Our uh, Ampire Media hosts multiple DMV sports podcast shows, such as the John Con report, hosted by ESPN Washington Commanders Insider John Com. And Jones football hosted by USA Today Insider Mike Jones. Hey, subscribe to our podcast on Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and Google Podcasts. Just search the urban sports scene. Also, make sure you subscribe to our urban sports scene YouTube channel as well. This show can be found on Podcast DC, the local app, with hundreds of options in local news and health in the DMV region. Download the podcast DC app to hear all of the Ampiparty shows as well as other great content. Also, don't forget to tweet us at Urban Sports Scene. Hit us up on our IG, Urban Sports Scene, and also and our Urban Sports Scene Facebook group. I mean, for Facebook page, excuse me. Also, also, join our Urban Sports Scene Facebook group. Search Urban Sports Scene, sports bloggers, sports podcasters, and sports debates. Will T. would normally say it, so I'm going to say it for him. Let's get into our tradition game. here's what we have on tap we'll talk with one of the best young boxers in the game junior welterweight gary antoine russell then at 8:20, we'll talk with norfolk state university men's basketball coach robert jones Norfolk state enters the ncaa tournament as the 16th seed and they are taking on the number one seed bay the number one the number one seed baylor bears in the east region finally i'll talk about the Commanders acquiring quarterback Carson Wentz and signing offensive coordinator Scott Turner to a contract extension. Tony McGee's pro football plus Washington Commanders reporter Donna Hopkins will jump on the show for that. Alright, let's get right into it, man. I'm kind of geeked and kind of boosted. Y'all know I respect this young man so much. Right now I have soon-to-be champion junior welterweight Gary Antoine Russell on the line.
4: Welcome back to
3: the Urban Sports thing. How was the grind, my man?
4: Man, I appreciate you announcing me like that.
3: First of all, oh man, I uh, appreciate of all, you.
4: Everything is everything, man. Everything's good so far. We're still maintaining.
3: Yeah, man. Hey, um, first off, I want to say I'm proud of the you know the fight that you put out there um, a couple weeks ago. Uh, I was watching it, and me and you know folks, you know, folks on this show, we're big fans of you. Uh, we all, the first time we saw you fight. We were saying, like, oh, this dude got it. He got that dog. He's the, he got it. He's got it. It's, it's all on him. You know what I'm saying? So, first of all, i must to say I'm proud of you. I think you did a great job in that fight against Victor Postal. But for you, um, you know, that was, you know, a couple weeks ago. How, you know, in terms of your performance, you know, what do you think you showed the world?
4: Oh, man, that's a great question, man. Actually, I think I showed the world that, I'm definitely not to be played with. Uh-huh. You know, uh, uh-huh. me personally, as far as me being a critic to myself, uh-huh. I would grade myself a D.
3: Wow, really?
4: <laughs> yeah, my father, man, my father, he keeps saying he'd give me a B. Uh-huh. Right? he say, uh, he'd be the poster, he never gonna stop. You know, he fought Turns Crawford. And he fought uh, uh, Josh Taylor. Uh-huh. Both of them under, undefeated, undisputed, got all the belt titles and stuff like that. I said, Dad, but you still trained us to perfect a certain craft. Uh-huh. We're going in there to perform. We, we you know, purposely go in there to execute what we perfected. Uh-huh. Because we don't do that to a T. Then you know, we gotta be honest to ourselves. We can't just go overall. You know. Mm-hmm. Have respect to the craft. He going over all like I this is a, a high caliber fighter. Make the to he done fought both of these guys. He done knocked out um Matiste yeah. and et cetera. You know, and he just kept going on and on and on. About his career, so I'm like, I right, I can't, say nothing. I can't, I can't really say nothing. <laughs> but in my mind, I'm like, betterment, betterment is the key. You know, I'm gonna uh-huh. just keep this to myself. <laughs> you know, for now. Uh-huh. I'm inviting brother to just take heed to what he's saying because it is facts. You know, I can't get mad at it. Uh-huh. I can't even really butter up to that. You know, I'm like, all right, all right, all right. Okay, Dad. You know, so Let's, be, let's go with.
3: It. Look, man, that's a champion mentality, though. You know what I mean? That's how, in terms of other sports, that's how all the greats have kind of go go about it, and even this sport. Like, you know, look, uh, you know, Floyd Mayweather Jr. in basketball, Michael Jordan, Magic Johnson, you name it. Like, that's the mindset, though, to be a champion. I, I, I dig the mindset.
4: No, I thought you graded higher I, than Dito bro. I think you, we were higher than Dido. <laughs> I think that's, I think I think a you know, special thing, you know. I think that's a special thing, you know, as far as the competitive mindset and just having the certain, certain environment. Uh-huh. You know, like how you brought up all of these greats, you know, uh, Floyd Mayweather uh, uh, and a couple more fighters. Uh-huh. You know. I think what made them that way was their environment that it was in. You know, they all had their fathers. They was family-owned. It was bound. You know, and uh, that was their kind of, like, life support. Uh-huh.
3: No, I vibe that, you know, I'm the same way with my family. So I, anytime, it's, it's, it's wild. Like, when since, you know, when since we've interviewed, you know, the, the Team Russell, that's one thing I admire that the, the close knit family that you all have, forget just the career of boxing. Just I appreciate that, you know, because you know, for me, you know, having my father around when he was living and just like my brother, and whatnot, all of us together, we and my sister, like, and my mom, we had this bond, and I just always dig that with y'all, with uh, like, the bondage that your family has.
4: Man, I appreciate that,
3: you know, what I mean, because it's, it's deep, man, it really is. Are you listening to the urban sports team right now? I'm chatting with junior welterweight Gary Antoine Russell, all right, man, so. You know, even though, again, you're higher than a D, to me, I mean, we are going over that. I'm, at, I'm over that right now. Who are you aiming to fight next? And also, what do you have a target date in terms of your next
2: fight?
4: Uh honestly, that's that's TBA. I gotcha. always get my eyes on somebody, uh-huh. but calculatively, you know, I want to, like I said, I want to strive to the top to the point where, though, I can get all the belts. Uh-huh. Once I get all the belts, I have considered. Consideration to even mm-hmm. to weight. While move into another week. Why move when you haven't accomplished the true goal? True goal is to wipe out the division. Facts, uh-huh. facts. Fact. So mm-hmm. people asking me, uh, could you come in at 135? I said, of course. I've considered it a couple of times, uh-huh. you know, as collectively as a team. Uh-huh. You know, like I said, this, Profession isn't no forty-yard dash. This is a a marathon. This is a career. So you gotta have a plan. And best believe we got a plan. That's the funny part about it, you know. I, don't, I think a lot of people overlooked it.
3: Overlook, uh, overlooked having a plan, right? No, you're right. They do.
4: Definitely, I'm gonna tell definitely. you. I think it's... they just get in there for the thrill of the sport. Facts. Honestly. Facts. And what the sport can bring. Uh huh.
3: I have a do back, I mean, when I was watching, well, I've been watching boxers forever, but um, I remember, to your point, they did the same thing, I don't know if you, I mean, if you probably remember him or not, uh, Fernando Vargas, and he was the same way, like, they rushed him, you know what I mean, like, they rushed the whole thing without a solid plan, and to your point, I think it was all about the fame, because they rushed him to fight, like, Oscar De La Hoya, when he had, when he hasn't really kind of weathered the storm in terms of, you know, what he can do as a boxer, um, mean, in, in terms of getting into that into that environment, hasn't really faced some of the challenges and whatnot. And they rushed him in because he had to look and, you know, he was undefeated or whatnot. Um, but I like the way your family, like kind of like your team has kind of like progressed your career. You know what I mean? Like like you said, you have a plan, you executing it, you're grading yourself out um, and you're really cautious in terms of like, you know, improvement and whatnot. I dig it, man. I think, but to your point, though, a lot of boxers are in for the fame. They want that rush aspect, but not that long term career in terms of greatness.
4: Right. That's what it's all about.
3: Uh-huh.
4: That's all what it's right. all about.
3: True facts. All right. So I think it's dope to have one of the, bo- the, one of the best boxing minds in your corner and your brother. Like, can you explain having him in your corner, especially in that fight against Post- Postal and everybody saw on Showtime? On Showtime, him giving you advice and you executing that plan.
2: Oh,
4: this is where I start grading myself. (laughs) (laughs) You you trying trying to get me to steal the beans. Oh,
3: man, I ain't trying to do do nothing, man. I don't want you to grade yourself a D. I know that much, but go ahead.
4: (laughs) I'm about to tell you to cash out me some money for pulling these birds out (laughs) of (laughs) you. (laughs) Oh man! <laughs> All right. Well, look. Um, as far as executing, what my brother gave me, as far as the father instructions my brother gave me. Um, you would hear him. I believe in round five, uh-huh. telling me, "Stop slipping to your left. Uh-huh. Stop slipping to your left. Don't slip that way no more." The next round, I came back. I slipped that way one time. You no, know, I say two top. And if you look at the fight, you'll see me shake my head once I slipped that way. And I looked at him. I saw it. I looked at him. I, looked at him, I was I like, I'm in like, like my head. I'm like, I apologize. I apologize, brother. We're going to get this shit right, right there. Oh, excuse me. You're cool, man. you cool, man. Go ahead. You <laughs> know? Oh, man. But, uh, like like my father said though it went on for me to execute it but a little later in the fight sure. around 10 uh-huh. i got the fight over yes, he's mean. never been
2: stopped
4: uh-huh. you know i'm like man like, i love you dad, but uh <laughs> i want those world stop. <laughs> Yeah, they gotta be the, the finesse. Yeah, I know, man.
3: It was dope, though. It was dope. It definitely was. You could see it, though. Like he would say, "Hey, do this," and then you, and then, and, and you're right. In round ten, you you did it, and it was a wrap. You know what I'm saying? And it's wild. You know what's so funny? Because I like watching that fight, and I, and because I was, because I went back to watch the fight because I was out of town, and then uh, a friend of mine, was, like I was like, I, like you gotta watch the fight. It's like yeah, I'm gonna watch. It. I, I have it. I have this fight. I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna watch the fight, and. When you know he was telling me like there was this all this chatter about the early stoppage and whatnot, so let me I said, let me peep this, let me peep this for myself, and I saw it right, and I was like what is what are people complaining about like we talk about like safety and boxing, like dude had no chance to win the fight, he was hurt in that round, and he you were going for the kill. I'm like, real bro, bro, like what you want to happen like what you want to happen <laughs> You know what I mean? I had. Man, they, I, want, they want to see a knockout. They, I know, but bro, I'm saying like they, we all talk about this safety thing, right? Like, so some, so say for instance, say you do you do what you're supposed to do, you knock them outside, you knock him out the ring. Then what's going to happen? The referee should have stopped the fight earlier.
4: That's yeah, what you the want to see <laughs> It was. It's a brutal sport. It's a hurt business. Yeah. It's a hurt business. Mm-hmm. You know. Um. And you gotta take consideration to that too. A lot of people lose the fact that it's almost like uh, amateurs. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. When you're boxing on the amateur level, you got parents that enroll their kids into boxing. Uh-huh. They go to these tournaments, and they think, you know, you got some mediocre fighters, amateurs, uh-huh. and you got some advanced fighters. And these advanced fighters is taking it a lot serious, a lot more serious. They've been training a lot more longer and they're just in the same competition as you. Uh-huh. Right? Uh-huh. These two get matched up. This advanced fighter versus this rookie or mediocre. He hits him with a hard, clean punch like he's been practicing every day. Uh-huh. Knocks the young kid unconscious. Everybody, oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, my God. The arena probably gets silent. Yes what's wrong with it this part this is what you signed up for yes, I agree I that's agree. what I mean and that that thought process goes out the window after they they i don't know lose consideration of the fact that they now have no no uh, worries of advising their child for a little bit mm-hmm. they got their hand's not too full mm-hmm. as a parent yeah. I believe. You know, but the seriousness of the the sport that you just put your child in is always gonna stand there. That's that's like a keystone. That won't go nowhere. Uh-huh.
3: No, I'm with you.
4: That's what's coming, i, I that's what's
3: with the sport. Yeah, oh, I agree. I'm just mad that those those are the same people that complain about a fight should stop. That's my issue. Like y'all are the same ones, but you know what I mean? And now you try now you're spitting something different. That's why I have an issue with like when you listen to certain people talk about I got some, I got an issue with Bernstein. That's a whole different, con- that's a whole different conversation. That's a whole is, different conversation, bro. That's a
4: whole different. It's brutality. Yeah. <laughs> uh, brutality. I'm,
3: I'm with it, man. I get, I'm with brutality. I'm all about, you know, ending somebody like in terms of, I mean, you, that's what you, like, that's what you, you train for, right? This is what you got into right. the sport for. I'm with it. Like I get, I'm with that. But I'm am I'm, I'm not with the contradiction of certain folks. That's just all I'm saying. Like the people who cover it, the contradiction bothers me. Like if you're going to be okay, that, you know what, okay. what
4: I'm saying? Like, that bothers me. You understand what you're saying? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like, um,
3: like you can't say one I thing expect- one time and then another time you like, oh, why'd you stop it? But you will on another fight you like you should stop the fight. You I'm like I'm not for that, man. Like be that person. Keep that. Keep that same energy throughout your covering career, or whatever.
2: <laughs> you know
4: <what> i <laughs> yeah, he was I know. definitely discombobulated though he was about to go out I know I saw if they wouldn't let it go on if they wouldn't let it continue uh-huh. he would have went out yes, definitely definitely. you see it you know definitely I see it you see um, it uh-huh. but I can't say like I said he's not no slouch he, not no. Uh-huh. He's, he, he would make any opponent a aqua fight he would make an aqua fight for any opponent that he had in front
3: of him. I mean it's it's out there you saw you see his track record. He has, you know what I mean?
4: I, I, I recently looked because like I said, my father he kept saying, I give you a B, I give you a B, I gave you a B <laughs> I'm like, Man, listen. I looked at my my fight twice, you know, and I said, Okay, like that's enough. <laughs> I I already graded myself. There's no need to look again. I looked at a track record that was supposed to because I really only looked at them one time and that uh-huh. was up you know, two times. Uh-huh. I, that was up against, uh, Terrence Crawford uh-huh. and Josh Taylor. You uh-huh. uh-huh. know, that's it. That's it. Like I said, we connoisseurs of the, of the art. So it don't take much to see what a person's flaws is. And that's why I was grading myself so heavily. Because we are truly connoisseurs of the sport and the art. I you mean, know, so when we come to practicing it and critiquing and executing and getting something down pat, that's what we that's who we live for. That's what we train for. Yeah. Eat, sleep, you know. <laughs> Eat, sleep, <laughs> sleep.
3: No, nah, I mean, like I said, you... you... I mean, the whole family does it. Like, your whole family has that whole mindset, which I I, I dig. You know what I mean? Um, you all are finishers and, and great boxers, and you study your craft, which, you know, in terms of a boxer fan, I appreciate it. Like, you do, you guys definitely, you know, study your craft, and you do good work in the ring. Hey, before I let you go, Antoine, and I appreciate you for being on, is, you know, is there anything you want to add? Or, you know, you want to drop your social media? Do whatever. It's, the floor is yours, my man.
4: Definitely. Got a clothing business about to come out. Okay. Um, I'm actually about to open up a couple of uh, uh, SBAs, you know, but I got to take my time. My social media, that's Gary A. Russell all together on Instagram. Uh, I don't have no Twitter. Don't have – I have Facebook. I don't know if y'all do that. That's Polo Twan, if y'all do Facebook. But uh, all of these things. And I'm giving y'all as far as my information. Y'all been here for me personally. I Just keep me in high faith, man. Look, superstars. Everybody that I deal with, I want y'all to know that we superstars. You part of the superstars Oh, man, you my guy,
3: man. You should about to shed a tear, man. Thanks.
4: That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking You about. gotta walk. You gotta walk like that. You, know you what gotta you walk. Know, you AI. know what I'm about to do? Hey
3: man, I'm about to. I'm about to stunt. You are, see? You already got me already, my man. Just, that's what I'm talking Top about. <laughs> that's
4: what I'm talking
3: about, man. See, man, that's, not, that's why you my guy, man. I ain't, ain't gonna lie. That's why you my guy. I appreciate, I appreciate you, man. you man you know I appreciate you hey man stay blessed
4: again thanks for being on my man you know uh, it alright all right, man take care Peace. <laughs> Peace.
3: again like y'all know what I meant to mean that is the future that is a future welterweight champ man that's that's the dude right there that's Gary Antoine Russell you ain't check out this fight dude It's coming up man I'm telling you Ray, Will and I we've been saying it for a while like that dude is about to create damage, seriously, man. But anyway, Norfolk State takes on Baylor in the NCAA tournament. Norfolk State coach Robert Jones will jump jump on the show after the break. You're listening to the Urban Sports Saint for ages, you dig? deuces. Straight out of ATL, got young one chopping that
2: thing, baby. Swiss beats full surface. When I'm going walk in the club, I might just this party in the hood, I might just stars. Underground downtown, I might just stars. Give me the keys to the city, I'ma lock this. They ain't gonna take me alive, and you can bet that. Hit em where the chest at, hit him where the neck at, show me where the wrist at. They in the same building, living like a mess pack. Pull my where the deck at. To the other side, side of tiny the- money i'm kicking i speak game to your wife then we robbing your house if you got it and i call your down
3: you are listening to the urban sports scene Myself, Ole, Ray Jeezy, and Will T are out. And we are part of Ampire Media at AmpireMedia.com. Right now we have Norfolk State University's men's basketball coach, MiAC coach of the year and winner of the MiAC conference and tournament coach Robert Jones on the line. What's going on, coach? Hey, what's going on? How you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. Doing good. So last weekend, you went back-to-back win the MiAC tournament? how did you, uh, you guys get it done
0: uh just locking in and just you know playing some defense making a few shots i guess in a way to get through that gauntlet you know and me i was probably the toughest um well me at conference i should say it was probably the toughest has been in a while it's been a lot of good teams uh some of the, the bottom teams became became good teams so yeah. and some a lot of good teams stayed good teams so it was a, it was a tough year You're definitely surprised that Coppin made it all the way to the to the finals to play you all yeah, see, I wasn't so surprised. I think they got talent. I just think that, okay. you know, um, they just didn't have it together. You know, there's a lot of things, look like, going on over there, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, I just think that they, they, they ended up putting it together for two good games and was able to make a run. But I think that uh, we saw that they had talent. We weren't, like, super surprised that they made it to the to the finals. I think a lot of people see the seventh seed. They don't really look at the talent that they have and things like that. And, like I said, they just got, like, a lot going on over there, it looks like, you know,
3: from the outside. Yeah, definitely. So, all right, so the NCAA tournament starts this week. You all played the play number one seed in the East in Baylor Thursday at uh, 2 p.m. last week. Uh, we talked about, you know, you all deserving, to me, uh, a 14 or 15 seed, but the committee uh, gave you the sixteen seed in the East. Uh, what were your thoughts when you saw the brackets?
0: Well, as we started checking, like, uh, a lot of the bracketology stuff was getting close to, you know, Selection Sunday. It seemed like all the bracketology started to put us um, at 16, Um which which I you know I don't think is very fair you know mm-hmm. I think that um, with twenty four and six you know yeah we didn't have like any signature wins yeah but um the problem the 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 committee always also doesn't see is that a lot of those teams that were in the, that's in the tournament we've asked to play and they decline because they you know they don't want to play you know they you know whether they worry about losing or whatever the case is so we've tried to get a lot of those teams out in the tournament and then, so we we play mm-hmm. what we can play. And, um, you know, like I said, I use examples like UNC Wilmington that we beat. in. they were on top of the CAA conference for a long yeah. time. And then the CAA team that got in got a 15 seed. And then, um, you know, I know the, the Big South team that got in got a 14 seed. And, and, and you know, they did a great job over there. Uh, a great job. But at the same time, it was very comparable conferences um, that, um, you know, got in. And then Yale. Yale got in, too, that uh, wasn't supposed to get in. Uh-huh. They got in last minute. They beat They beat Princeton. Uh, which I know was the favorite in that in that situation, and they got a 14 seed I think. So mm-hmm. you know, somebody got to make it make sense to us a little bit. Um, but hey, once we got over the initial um, anguish and and, yeah. and disappointment, because it's just not you know these kids deserve people. I don't think people sitting in that room realize how hard it is to win 24 games. You know,
2: yeah.
0: like that's 80 <laughs> percent of your games. You know, and it's the Division One level. You know, it's like yeah, yeah. That, that's extremely hard to do, and maybe people who sit in that room don't understand that or, or whatever the case is, but um, they gave us 16, and, and, and they go from there. I know a lot of people are, like, saying, well, you know, because, you know, a lot of HBCUs are usually in the first four games and stuff like that, and, and really, honestly, the first four isn't that bad to me. Yeah, you said um, that
3: piece last week, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's not
0: mm-hmm. that bad to me, man, but it's like, I, I, you know, like I said last week, I said that if you give me a 16, then give me the first four.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: So let's, I agree. I, you know, let's, if you're going to do me do us like that, then just give us the first first four. People think that it's like a reward if you're not in the first four, and it's really not a reward if you're not in the first four. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, okay, so I, my reward is Baylor? All right, thank uh-huh. you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, like, uh-huh. you know, why not Why not get right State then Baylor? You know,
3: uh-huh.
0: that's a reward, you know, a two-for-one situation or, or you know, if know was in the first four, maybe Texas Southern or Texas Corpus Christi. Or a yeah, Texas Corpus Christi,
2: yeah. Uh-huh.
0: Like why not have them and Baylor? You know yeah. that's, a, you know that's a reward. That's not that's not a reward. So you know, but um, hey, we go. We we got over that. Like I said, I got a you know I got got over that. I'll be honest with you too. Um, mm-hmm. we had a good day of practice today, and uh, we're ready to, to rock and roll. We'll we'll, we'll 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 we will be ready to rock and roll on Thursday.
3: Oh, I definitely I definitely anticipate that. Um, but I want to get to that to that point about the me. I just feel like for me, um, because I've watched and and I've seen multiple meek teams. This season, and to me, they've a lot of teams have competed with some of these big schools. Um, I know like the University of Maryland Eastern Shore competed with UConn and UConn, um, yeah. play a tough game with UConn. Um, you had Howard playing Notre Dame and they played them tough. Um, you know, you all in terms of the season dominance, I feel like to me, the MIAC it's that whole notion that the MIAC is a weaker conference has to stop. I mean, to me, it's like it's been stronger. It's actually stronger than multiple, like a lot of a lot of conferences, to be honest with you. And like you said, it's this is a thing that we've seen throughout the history of college basketball. These good teams don't want to play some of these schools. You know what I mean? Because they're scared of an upset or whatever. So mm-hmm. it's just like to me, it's hard to. I wish I would like the committee to kind of get away from that thought process of the MIAC being like this lower tier conference. Look at it, look at it for what it was this season, and then tell me a team that went back to back you know, won a con- went back-to-back, dominated the division this se- dominated the conference this season, and they were in the co- tournament last year, why would you not reward them higher than the 16th seed?
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I totally agree. It's like, 16 is like a death sentence. It's like, because, you know, there's only been 116 to win. You know, 15, obviously, is, is a, you know, a tough seed, too. Yeah. But at the same time, a lot of 15s, including us back in 2012, have won a game. You know, and has to get lower and lower, then, of course, the, the odds go up of course. Of course. higher and higher. I just think, you know, you... You reward a team like that to try to give us give us a chance to to, to make something happen. And then once again, you know, to all the Spartan fans and 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 stuff like that out there, um, we're not conceding by any means. You know, we're, just not. To win a, we're going up there to win a basketball game. We're just talking yeah. about um, fairness. yeah. How we felt like we shouldn't be in yeah. this. You know, that's all. That's all. Yeah. That's all. This topic of conversation is. It's not yeah.
2: about
0: you know just get conceding or anything like that. We are going to be ready to play. We're going to be ready for
3: yeah. upset. Yeah, definitely. I don't think anybody should think that from this conversation think that you're conceding. I think that, that there's an interest of fairness. That's all. Like, of anything, you could be a one seed, right, and complain of. I mean, you could be a two seed, and complain about being not being a one seed. You know what I mean? So sure. it's all about fairness. But to like, you know, for me, for like, for me, I, I coached. Um, I've coached boys and girls for like years and whatnot. So my thought, pro- when I felt like my squad was being disrespected, you know, I would use it for my squad. Are you using that for your squad in terms of like motivation? Say, like, you know what? They don't believe in me, but you know what? We're going to make Baylor believe in this.
0: Yeah, I mean, we use that motivation. I mean, we always kind of play with, like, I mean, I coach with a chip on my shoulder. No matter Mm -hmm. how much success I have, I always coach with a chip on my shoulder. I always want to prove that I'm the best, you know, and I think that I I tell the guys to do the same thing, prove that that they're the best. You know, like, okay, they put us here. Mm -hmm. All right, cool. cool. We got to show that, you know, why we shouldn't be here, you know, Mm -hmm. And, and things like that, you know, so... We got to go out there and compete hard, and we ever competed. I mean, Baylor is a quality program. I take anything from Baylor. This is, you know, Baylor is a you know real deal program. You know, and we've played Baylor twice. You know, early in my career, as a, one as an assistant and one as an early head coach,
2: uh-huh. and we
0: didn't fare very well against them. Um, but I think the program has changed now. I think I've you know the players have changed. I've changed as a coach, and I think that we've um, we we'll, we'll be you know ready to go. You know, it's still it's still a tall task. Like I said, they're defending national champions for a reason. But at the same time. Um, you know, I just feel like we shouldn't be playing. We shouldn't be even playing. You know, of course. No,
3: I get you. No, I'm with you, my man. I'm with you. And it's just, you know, it, no one thought that UMBC was going to beat Virginia. You know what I mean? So it is with like anything that happened. And, and and today, and to me, and Ray and I, you know, who's not able to be on the show, we always talk about like the parity in college basketball is so much different than what it was back in the day. Like there's so much more parity in college basketball. Like these kids in smaller schools are able to compete. With some of these so called big, big major schools. All right, so how I mean, obviously you went to the tournament last year. How will this experience of being in the tournament last season? I mean last year help you for Thursday.
0: Um, I think, you know, the preparation, you know, you you know how to kinda like prepare for the games and things like that. Um, you know, so that you know that's that will be the same. I think what what was a little different was like today, you know, we had our first practice back and mm-hmm. stuff, and it was like it was a little weird at first because it, you know, it's like you kind of practice all year to win that championship, in which we did.
2: Uh-huh. And then of
0: course the celebration. We had a day off yesterday. It was Election Sunday, you know, and all that stuff like that. And now it's like, okay, back to work. You know, back. You know, let's, let's go to for another another goal. So um, last year we didn't have that. You know, last year was, right. we won the championship at at one of you know the same thing one o'clock game,
2: uh-huh. and seven
0: o'clock we was already on our way to Indianapolis.
2: Ooh, okay. So
0: it was like almost like a constant work. It wasn't just like a stoppage anywhere. So. This was a little different that I, you know, that I had to get used to as a coach, um, uh, you know, NCAA tournament coach, you know, to, 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 to be prepared for. So that was probably the only difference. But other than that, preparation will be preparation
3: and we're going to be ready to you know, be ready to go. What was your preference last, last year or this year? What's your preference?
0: I think um, that's a good question. I mean, I think that, you know. I don't know yet. Let me, let me, let me, let me answer I that. I
3: understand I know. <laughs> I know you're coming from, I oh, know I get it. No, I yeah, get it.
0: I, <laughs> I, think that, I, get it. Um, I think that I will, I'm, like, I'm happy for the guys mm-hmm. because they're going to be able to experience NCAA tournament the right way. Yeah. Um, you know, when we went last year, like the bubble was crazy. I mean, the bubble was, you was really confined to your room. It, it was crazy in the bubble, but mm-hmm. um, it was, you know, when I went, when, when we went 2012, when I was there, they're going to experience that. They're going to yeah. experience the fanfare. They're going to experience the the tens of, you know, 10,000 people in the arena. They're going to experience the, you know, people actually cheering for the underdog and stuff oh, like that. Yeah, you know, they're going to experience all that stuff, especially if you keep it close. If you keep it close, the, the whole crowd flips for you, you know? Okay, so, know. Uh, you know, that's how, that's how, because I mean, and when we beat Missouri, we came in there with about 50 fans. I mean, let's face it, nobody was traveling to Omaha. You know, like that yeah, wasn't yeah. happening for, yeah, I mean, yeah. at least for us. Right. Mm -hmm. But by the time we left, we had 15,000 fans, you know, because it's like everybody wants to see the the Cinderella. So if we can keep it close, the momentum will shift and the fan support will shift to our side.
3: We all know once you keep it close, the so-called favorite teams, they get tight. No matter, They get tight. (laughs) um, All right. So for you, you know, going into this big game, you know, who will you who who you need to lean on to shock the world?
0: I mean, the guys I've been producing all year, you know, it ain't gonna be, there's no, there's no secret. I mean, we've been blessed to have a few different options, mm-hmm. but that, that could do some things for us. But the guys we've been producing all year, we're we gonna count on them to produce. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and it doesn't have to be like no one has to go get 30 or 40 or anything like that. Mm-hmm. If they do, they do. But it just has to be play within yourself, play within the game, and don't let the moment get past you.
3: Yeah. So that that would be the message you you give to your your, your ball club, right? Like, don't try to go over what you do. Just let the game flow, play your game, and don't yeah, don't worry bro. about trying to make the the the, the greatest the, the greatest play. Just worry about doing what's within the system.
0: Yeah, without question, because I mean, mm-hmm. it's the first time in like three months, maybe
2: mm-hmm.
0: that we're not going to be the favorite. Yeah, you know, so like we can almost breathe a little relaxed, like relax a little bit, you know, like, because yeah, now yeah. we can go back into that hunted. Mode. I mean, I mean, you know, the hunter. I should say the hunter mode instead of mm-hmm. hunted all the time. Cause we've been we've been hunted for three months. You know, Definitely. maybe even longer than that, honestly. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, so now we we can kind of flip our mental a little bit. Is that like it's really like no pressure on us? I mean, at all? Cause if we lose, people are gonna expect us to lose. You know, uh, if we win, people shout that we win. There's gonna be a ton of fanfare behind it. So mm-hmm. we're really right now in a win-win situation for for Nova States Basketball. So it's like all the pressure on Baylor. They're the, they're the defending national champs. They got to, they're the number one seed. They got to play the sixteen seed. Like you said, only one sixteen seed ever won. I'm sure that's in the back of their head because you don't want to be the
3: second one to let Always. it
0: happen. So mm-hmm. they got all the pressure. You know, like
3: we could come in there and just play basketball, just relax, play basketball. Man, I'm hoping y'all start fast because I want to see them. I want to see them. Them Baylor boys shook. I hope we start fast. I just know how. I mean, we've watched, I mean, some of us, I mean, all of us, a lot of us into college basketball, we've watched the tournament for years, and we know, like, once you jump on the squad fast, especially if they're, like, the favorites, like, we see people pressing. We see these kids pressing, so I would love, you know, for you all to start fast, man. And, man, man, thanks for being on the show. I appreciate you, Coach. Uh Before I let you go, is there anything you would like to add?
0: No, no, just, uh, you know, hopefully, we you know, everybody, I'm not sure when the show's coming out, but you know, hopefully we can have a a big attendance in, in, in Dallas, Fort Worth, and if if not, you know, please support us at home and keep us in your know, your prayers and blessings.
3: We'll do All right, thank you, Coach. Appreciate you, my man. All right, man. As you can tell, that was a recorded, that was a recorded interview with Coach Robert Jones. Hey, good luck to uh good luck to uh, Norfolk State. You know, I actually have a, my sister-in-law went to Norfolk State, so I'm i I'm gonna root for her squad. All right, so well, he's a dope interview. I I want them to kind of Know do some special things and also team MEAC, man. We about the MEAC HBCUs. So we need we need to step up. We finally we gotta upset, we gotta shock the world. And I think we can actually do that. Alright, the Washington Commanders have a new QB, and they locked up their offensive coordinator Scott Turner for multiple years. Tony McGee's Pro Football Plus Commander's Reporter Donna Hopkins will join me after the break. You're listening to the Urban Sports saying five yeah, deuces. Let's go!
2: Let's go! Yeah!
3: Yeah! yeah.
2: Uh-huh. We're done to hey, Boys! Hey. Okay! Hey, Pastor Troy! Come on. Yeah! yeah. Hey. Come on. We represent for everybody! Everybody! everybody. We represent for y'all, we represent for G.A. time.
3: Listening to, to the urban sports scene with myself, Olay. Ray Jeezy and the homie will T are out, and we are part of Ampire Media at Ampiremedia.com. All right, right now, I have Tony McGee's Pro Football Plus Washington Commanders reporter Donna Hopkins on the line. What's good, Donna?
1: Hey Wally, you know what? It is so great to be back with you, but don't make uh, me misbehave tonight.
3: Or well, what? What happened? Not, wait, this With wait.
1: the conversation that we're
3: going to Oh, have. we it's we gonna be we we gonna you gonna misbehave because Don, Donna, one thing about you, you, you I mean, look, you hold no punches. Like you one of the you one of the hardcore folks out here. Some people are a little little soft, but you're not one of them. So I, I don't huh? want you to I don't want you to come in I don't want you to come on this show and not be Donna. Oh, I'm
1: going <laughs> to tell the truth. You can believe that. I know that's right. No, no, no punches held back.
3: That's what I, I want. That Donna. I want the Donna that wants all the smoke. That's the Donna I want. <laughs> <laughs> all right, here we go. All right, all right. The Commanders traded the Colts. Uh, traded the Colts for a uh, quarterback, uh, Carson Wentz. Washington traded uh, traded away the 2022 3rd round pick and next year's third rounder that could convert to a second round uh, second rounder based on incentives. Uh, the two teams switched uh 2022 uh second round draft picks uh what were your uh, what was your thought on the deal when you heard it went, when you once you heard it go down
1: Here we go again. What in the world <laughs> is going on? That's what I said. I said is this a repeat of the la- last year when they got uh, Ron uh, and you know what I said from I day am. one with Ron is yeah, why like did they Ryan. pick him Did They not have not you know not not that I didn't like him as a person but I, I thought that why did you bring in Ryan, Uh when it was so many other options out there and he was not going to move the needle forward enough for this team to, to, to get into the playoffs or to move up in the division. Uh So I see the same thing. When they said Carlson wins, I said, you got to be kidding me all over again. (laughs) And, and you get a quarterback again that You put a Band-Aid effect on a wound that you don't want to heal. How many times have this situation with the quarterback not have, you know, it's almost like they can't get this right. And so they can't get out of their own way with the quarterback situation. So it was 16, I think, veteran quarterbacks out there that was going to be available. And, of course, everybody's looking at the Russell Wilson, Wilson, Uh uh, Aaron Rodgers, uh, they were lo- uh, Watson. You know, they were looking at big ticket pe- uh, players. But those are the guy- guys are going to move you forward as far as what you're trying to do in getting back on as a winner. Carson wins to me, is, again, a band-aid effect of putting it over a wound. Where is this guy going to be your quarterback of the future? No, I don't think so. And he, I mean, when has he won, really? I, I think it was one year that he's won. Yeah. And he's been injured. For the most part, the Colts were nine and eight. Not all his fault, but yeah. he was leading the charge. But I don't think that they remedied the problem in the quarterback position. This is a quarterback, this is a situation in Washington, Wally, that they had to get right. Yeah. They needed to get right. Whether it was going into the draft, whether it was trying to get one of these, you know, guys that could push you forward, they still did not answer the bell. When it comes to
3: quarterback, you know, I mean, I actually like Carson Wentz, but it's different. I guess because for me, I'm different from everybody else. in this aspect is that it can't get any worse than Taylor than, than Taylor Heineke. I'm I'm actually on that. I'm like you. You had Taylor Heineke, so anything better, any quarterback you're gonna get that that had success is better than Taylor Heineke. Um, because of his, because of his limitations, right? Um, because I feel like having like for instance, we we I mean, all everybody watched the Cowboys games where you know everybody was touting house. Trayvon Diggs was strapping up um, Scary Terry, and they were just under footballs. You won't get that situation with the uh, uh, Carson Wentz, and he's had success, right? He's had some success in this league um, with the Eagles. Um, he had an MVP season before he got hurt with the Eagles. Um, but you're right; he doesn't stay healthy. It's 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 hard because for me, if Carson, for instance, if Carson Wentz was, compa- and we're gonna get to it later. But Carson Wentz, say he went to like the Rams, right? Say he went to the Rams. They didn't even have like the, the Rams situation before there was uh Matthew Stafford. Say he went to the Rams or something like that. P- he he would be okay. Like, you know what I mean? Cause I think that situation would be better conducive to for Carson Wentz to
1: to be successful. W- Wally, I'm not letting you get away with this. <laughs> you know what I'm doing? No <laughs> way, because this is the thing. You said, okay, so see, this is the thing that people can't look at when they're trying to build a successful team. Yeah. Is they can't go in with the mentality of oh, he's better than telling Heineke. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, he is. Yeah. But the thing about it is you can't build a, a team and you can't put a quarterback on a team uh-huh. that has been broken for years yeah. at this position. And you say, well, he's better than what we have. That doesn't work because will he be able to carry you to the promised land? Well, I don't think so. I actually so.
3: have an issue. I, I, see, this is the thing. All right, so this, there, are, as you know, there's levels to quarterback play. You, you've covered this team. For, you've been covering football forever, so you know that there's levels to quarterback play. So there are certain quarterbacks that, regardless of the environment, to what you're talking about, Donna, and I agree with you, that will carry your ball club. Through whatever, like there's certain quarterbacks that can do it. Like you mentioned, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, to a certain extent. I think things still have to be a certain way for Russell Williams Wilson to carry you throughout everything. But Russell Wilson, we'll put him in that list. Obviously, you know the the main, the the, elite, the Tom Brady's of the world. Um, we look, we can look at all the quarterbacks in the AFC, them, them young killers in the AFC, all those quarterbacks, right? The quarterbacks that are available that was on the market, and the quarterbacks that were available on the market that you didn't have to trade for. All of those quarterbacks weren't the ones that would carry your ball club in December when you need them to ball out, right? They would need to have a conducive environment for them to win football games. So, the, I guess my point is, my, my, I guess my question to you is that, like, one, which quarterback, say you couldn't get Russ, you couldn't get Aaron Rodgers. Those are the two quarterbacks that everybody was... Was talking I about
1: wanted him. Watson. I wanted Watson. Okay, so I wanted Watson too. I wanted, I wanted Watson too. The
3: year before. Okay, I'm with you, Donna. I'm not going. I'm with you. I'm with you. I wanted Watson because too. this is
1: a young guy. If yeah. he hadn't been in trouble, I mean, if he if, if he hadn't had the dark cloud over his yeah. head for the last season or mm-hmm. so, then then this is a guy that did not want to be in Houston. I agree. And Don. this is a young guy. This mm-hmm. is a playmaker. This is a guy that can make your team better. Mm-hmm. Watson wasn't going to come here. It's funny that Washington signs wins and then. All the charges have dropped uh, as far as Watson See, go. But, but, but so would that have mattered? Would he have come here? And, and that's the thing about this is the thing that upsets me about them signing Carson Wentz. Yeah, I, don't, I don't. I don't think he's the right fit here still yeah. because you're talking about having to have so many pieces around I him to make me. this go, and yeah. then they let go J D. McKinson. Let's not even uh-huh. get on that one. There' another one. Donna, but, but I let's agree. Go back to Wentz, you mortgage your team. You had 33 million dollars in the salary preach. cap, and you gave him a 28 million. Preach. He's not a 28 million. I'm not mad at him about getting it, but he's not 28 well, million dollar quarterback. This is the problem, he Donna type
3: of money. Now, he, see, this is the problem. See, this is my issue. See, I alright, so I had it within the text chain, and I told folks, I'm not mad to trade, but I'm going to tell you what I'm mad at the trade. I'm going I'm to tell you what I'm mad for. This, is, this team doesn't know how to trade. I'm, I'm, this is what bothers me. This team does not know how to trade. And this is what quest- I question Rivera and, his, you know, that he has too much power. You traded, well, basically, yeah. you traded, You. this is what happened. The Colts were going to cut him, eventually. There, no one was going to trade for Carson Wentz. He's going to get cut eventually. So, you and then you traded for him, but you took all the money. Like, you took in all the money. Why couldn't you get the Colts to pay off most of that? Like, why, or half of it? You decided to take on the whole contract. There are many deals. When somebody's trying to get rid of a quarterback, what do they do? They work a deal where they, they work, take half of they it work a deal. to work half of the money, or or they'll pay damn near all of it. So, this situation, for some strange reason, and Carson Wentz, like, like you said, Everything is bargaining. Everything's Carson with stats last year, they look good. But you're going to remember the last two games where he where he cost them the playoffs, right, because he played horrible those last two games. So that's what you're going to remember. But throughout the totality of the season, he had a good season. But the last two games, you're going to remember, all right, in terms of bargaining, like your work, you're negotiating. Those last two games, everybody remembers. Why would you pay the whole – like pay the whole contract out – Twenty-eight million. Knowing your salary cap situation, right? If you want to make your team better throughout, why would you pay major- Why would you not have the Colts pay at least half of it?
1: Well, well, not only that, Wally. When you look at the Colts and you look at who are on, who was on that roster. They had a solid running game. They had wide receivers. They, they, did, had, Donna, they, had,
3: Donna, they didn't have wide receivers. They had one. See, that was the issue. See, that's the thing, Donna. They didn't have wide receivers. They had the great running but, back. But
1: they had a oh running Oh, my God. Game. That
3: they, dude's a dog. Jonathan Taylor's a dog. I, I love Jonathan
1: Taylor. And, and guess what? Well, How do you win games? You start with the running game. But, but again... Yeah. Again, this team, when you look at other teams, Uh when you look at other teams that are winning Uh and they they are putting together pieces, look at all the other teams across the NFL right now and the players that they have put in place Uh to make their teams better. Washington has not put in in place uh, a team that can be better than last year because they let go of J.D. McKissick, which was uh, a workhorse, And he goes to the Bills. You let go Tim Settles, which is a young guy, again, who was a playmaker. And Sheriff, we knew he wasn't going to come back uh, or be back signed with this team. But my question, again, is who have you bought in to replace those players and the fact that you got Terry McLaurin that you still have to sign or else he's going to be gone because you mortgage the team getting a quarterback that you paid $28 million. That's not worth that 28, and and he's got to prove me wrong, but I'm sticking to what I said last year when they got Ryan, is that until I see a quarterback that can come in here and be the future, and let's not talk about just Carson Wentz, on the field, but it's been some incidents I as a teammate of a leader, yep, I, of it, a leader and true. all of that. So you, so the quarterback position with a young team like Washington, with a lot of young players on the offensive side, and everybody questions who is the leaders on this Washington Commanders uh, team, and nobody can really come up to say, oh yeah, is this one John? Uh, well, Allen, John Allen, you call out him, but on the offensive side of the ball, it's got to be the quarterback. Is Carson Wentz that person? I question that. And again, I don't understand those picks because other teams that are successful. And I went over this in my mind when they were put. When I heard the news that Carson Wentz was going to be signed by Washington, I was like, "Here we go again. Can we get that (laughs) position right?" Because to me, he's not that quarterback that you look to move. You know, move this team forward in the future. Because you let go some of the key pieces, you still got to so- solidify the offensive line a little yeah. bit more. Now you got to get somebody to replace a J.D. McKinson because the running Harris. game, well, the running game was okay. It wasn't like, oh man, we got the coach running back, we got Tennessee's running back, we got you know some of those workhorses that oh. you know, okay, that's 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 a that's a back right there. Yeah. So I don't I don't see where Washington has. Gotten better, or they brought in other players because some of the high ticket players they can't bring them in now because they don't have the money. They, got the money. they put it all together for this guy.
3: Yeah, I, I agree. That's why I said some people have too much power. But it is, I mean, I, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna get into that I think we're, we're agreed somewhere, but I think I have my other reason why it won't work. It's close though. It's very close to what you're talking about. You're listening to the Urban sports part of Empire Media at empiremedia.com. I'm chatting with Donna Hopkins from Tony McGee's Pro Football Plus. All right, so the same, like almost not too long after that, it was reported offensive coordinator Scott Turner received a multi-year extension. Do you think? Do you do you think he deserves a multi-year extension all out of the body of work?
1: Well, no, I don't think nobody as far as coaching staff should be getting anything yet because (laughs) Scott Turner is still in, to me, uh, developing as an offensive coordinator Mm -hmm. because if you look over his record since he's been here in Washington, Mm -hmm. even before he got here in Washington, which his first as offensive coordinator was here in Washington. Mm -hmm. So when you look at the course of the, 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 uh, the seasons, uh, the last couple of seasons, you look at his his production as an offensive coordinator, then you question some of his decisions. And I don't think he's at that point where you say uh, this is a new coordinator for the most part that you can offer that big ticket right now. Maybe in a maybe in a couple years yeah. after I see him, and I don't want to hear about he didn't have a quarterback. I don't want to hear about all those things because as an awesome offensive coordinator if you are seasoned and if you're good, and not saying that he's not that good, you yeah. know, good in some sense, he, uh, he's, he has not gotten to that point where you could say, well, wow, he's really rocked this offense and mm-hmm. he's taken, made this offense so much better. Exactly. This offense is not much better in, the, in, in these last couple of years. And I see that he's still developing as an offensive coordinator. So why would you throw that bone out as far as to give him when I don't think that nobody deserves that yet, because th- this team has not gone anywhere. This team w- got into the playoffs the year before, um, but that was a bad year. Uh, with, with, a, with, with a losing record yeah. really. And, yeah. and, and then this year, you know, I thought that they took a step back. So uh, nobody deserves to have that, that ink sign on that paper yet. They have not done enough, uh-huh. to deserve that yet. Not saying that he won't be a great offensive coordinator on down the line. He just hasn't gotten to that point yet. That you say, let me sign, uh, you know, extension, a uh, multi-million dollar extension. Uh, you know, I, I just think that that's to me it's just a crazy move.
3: This is where I'm gonna get in trouble, not you. All right, so to, to what you to what you're talking about. Which I, I totally agree with you. Like this is he doesn't deserve the extension. And this is why and I wish why, why I agree with you and this and, and I hate this when people say he doesn't have a quarterback, he doesn't have this, that, and the other, right? He doesn't have a quarterback. But he has Scary Terry, he has Antonio Gibson, he has threats, right? He has weapons. It, he may not have the quarterback, but he has weapons, right? So you mentioned you mentioned the 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 pay, the Colts, right? Now, regardless of what you what folks think about Carson Wentz and whatever, but they leaned on that running back. They leaned on him. That's why they just leaned on that running back. Knowing that Carson, they actually limited Carson Wentz throwing a, a lot because it, because Jonathan Taylor is more effective. He's more productive. He's the better player. The Washington football team, I mean, the Washington Commanders. I keep, I keep saying football team. The Washington Commanders you last say season.
1: Washington football team. I know, right? The Washington football team. I
3: know, I can't, I know, it hurts. I know, I, I can say it. Thank you, Donna. Thank you. The Washington, Our Washington their best player for, I mean, not best, their best thing going on, especially in that winning streak, was running the football, right? If they right. had done that initially, the record probably could have been better. But he, but Scott Turner decided to do what? He's the offensive minded coach, right? He decided to throw the football a lot. He liked throwing the football. That's what he liked to do. But you have a running back who went over 1,000 yards. Now, granted, he had a lot of fumbling issues, but the running game was still more effective. People wanted to see Jared Patterson touch the ball a bit more in the running game. J.B. McKissick, you could have had a three headed monster, but you chose to throw the football you chose to throw the football with a limited throw a limited throwing quarterback. But you chose that. That is again the offensive coordinator's responsibility. That he does he designs the plays, he calls the plays. That's what he does. So, to me as just as an individual watching a play caller, he's not an elite play caller. Like you said, Don, he's still relatively young, so maybe he's going to get better, but right now in the moment, he's the unknown. So what shows you that he deserves to be i mean, deserves to get an extension and that plays into what I'm talking about with Carson Wentz to your point and what I mean what I mean that well I kind of agree with you it's not that I think Carson Wentz can't be successful here I don't like the marriage I don't like the marriage with Carson Wentz and Scott Turner
1: I it's don't a think, divorce right off the bat
3: Yeah it's not a good marriage it's like you're asking him now granted everyone's going to say well he he has a quarterback who has an arm so it could it should work I'm like that's not necessarily the truth again when Carson, and, and Carson Wentz started to struggle in with the Colts, uh, Wright, uh, Frank Wright was like, yo, we got to run the ball more with Jonathan Taylor. Like, yeah, Jonathan Taylor's, Taylor's one of the best running backs, but we got to run even more. Like, he did that. We have to run even more. So he did that. He limited Carson Carson Wentz throwing the ball, play action. It worked for him. Carson Wentz put up better stats. Eventually got kind of comfortable until the last two games of the season. In this situation, can you say that from the body of work have you seen with uh, Scott Turner, if Carson Wentz gets to that spell when he is struggling, would, would Scott Turner be like, you know what, let's lean on Antonio Gibson. Let's lean on uh, whoever the backup running back is, you know, trying to be a running football team. Will he, will he do that? I don't know.
1: But, Wally, the dynamics is not the same as far as you got a coach running back, John and Taylor. And then you got Washington's, uh, Gibson not taking anything from him and whatever, but yeah. the two are totally different. No, I agree. So, so you're more comfortable putting the ball in, uh, uh, Teller's, uh, hands. Oh, wow. And you're, you're more comfortable <laughs> taking the ball out of Wentz's hands because he doesn't have to basically run, throw the ball. But then you get with Washington, the, the, the dynamics. Of the team is it's totally different. different. Oh, I agree. When you look at with, with both teams, so if a wins comes here, will he be successful? This is a quarterback to me that has never proven. Uh, out of the gates, he was he was a top draft pick. Yeah. they were, were projecting him to be this this super quarterback. You know, this is the guy, and he got injured. That's what messed uh, up. Know, injury, and then has up. never really stepped up to be that quarterback that everybody projected him to be. Can he still be that quarterback? A lot of question marks to be answered there. Uh I don't know if he could be there. He hasn't shown that yet that he's gotten back to what they have projected him to be when he got drafted number one draft pick. Uh So my question again is when you come to Washington, the setup is totally different. you got a young offensive coordinator You got running backs is not the same as what the Colts had. You got wide receivers, but you really haven't solidified that yet because you had people hurt the the the, you know uh, the the wide receivers that you bought in here that you're saying that we're going to be able to help Terry and whatever that wasn't the case. Work out. Uh, (laughs) and, And so Samuel, so so Samuel, so so again. I don't think that they they need a big time receiver to go along with Terry still to be able to to make Carson a little more comfortable. But my my other thing is, who do you draft now? And not only that, you gave up too many draft picks and you gave up too much money. That that's the frustrating the part. The white part is, bothers me more than the draft. Yeah, picks. and but but the even the part. draft picks, those draft picks for Washington, a team that's still trying to build this team, uh-huh. to, for the future, is that you can't afford to give up number two Not, draft. Yeah. You know, d- 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 the number two draft pick, or yeah. uh, you know, second round, third round draft picks. You can't afford to do that when you're trying to build a team, and then you're losing quality players to other teams and again i haven't seen you replace those players with anybody yet that can make them better than what they had when they lost jd McKissick, when they lost settles when they lost sheriff who have you replaced in that category right there and then for the draft are you going to go after a wide receiver you need a you need a, a linebacker you need so many pieces yet And you're not going to have the money because of what you did. I know that they're going to have money from the sheriff. I know they're going to have money from Landon Collins. But that still is not enough to sign the players that they need to make this team better. It's going to be interesting this year, you know, as far as how they put pieces together for for a team that they said got better last year, I don't think it got better last year. They didn't get I think better they, last year. That's a backwards. lie.
3: They didn't get better last year. They went backwards. Whoever said that, they're, they're just spitting some 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 lies. I'm sorry, I was going to say something. They're spitting some real lies. That they did not. They went backwards last year. Anybody who watched that scene, they went backwards last year. And if you're doing that, you're just trying to you're playing a media game. Like you, if you're keeping it 100, like they were worse last year. They well,
1: were. Yeah, they said during the combines that they were going to, you know, that quarterback position was was key for them. Yeah. And they were, they were courting, yeah, I guess, different people. I don't know who the different people are they were courting to try to bring here. But again, there's too many people out there that <laughs> this is what you got. And that you thought that Carson Wins could come in here and be better. He could to move done. this team forward.
3: I don't have an issue with Carson. I think I have more issue with Scott Turner. Scott Turner No,
1: me. I, I still think that if Carson wins too, because he has not to me. No, I agree with you. I know what you're saying. that he's that elite quarterback. He's not elite. He he's not Man, I, I, When I say take me to the promised land, oh, I yeah. haven't seen a quarterback here in Washington that has been on this roster for forever, for a long time that you could say that this team is moving in the right direction quarterback-wise. Wilson, let me tell you this. Denver is going to be better, and Wilson is uh, uh, getting other players on that team they to got, bring along to make that team better. Yeah, they got Aaron Rodgers, yeah, yeah. you know, gonna stay in Green Bay. And then you got the Tom Brady that don't want to ever be tied. Co- tired. He wants to, to too much look attention. Look he wanted attention. That, that, yeah, but <laughs> he yeah, that he's back. but guess what? He at forty some years old or whatever, he's still a quarterback oh, that yeah. can win for you. A, a problem. So, so again, Washington, who else did you court doing this this Process. Is, I'm
3: about to see, Don. I'm going to tell you this, Don. This, this is what I'm going to tell you, Donna. I'm going to be honest with you. This is why, like, all right, to your point, when you mentioned those guys, those dudes can win in, t- pretty much in any situation. Like, I always say, like, Aaron Rodgers, um, Tom Brady, tw- Tom Brady, they can win. Like, they, that's in, they can win with any, pretty much anything. Aaron Rodgers only has Adams. Other, mm-hmm. other than that, his receiving core is, is garbage. He just makes them dudes look good. Um, Paid. I mean, Tom Brady is Tom Brady. We already know. Like that's the, that's the goat in terms of quarterback play. But also, when you don't have that level of tier, like all right, for instance, Matthew Stafford was in was in Detroit. Didn't do any. Like couldn't get over. He was in Detroit, which was a bad situation. But he couldn't even get to the postseason. You put him with a good coach, then everything changes. Right. Sometimes it's not like the, it's. Obviously, you want that quarterback who's that dude, and you feel blessed to have a Patrick Mahomes. like you mentioned Watson. Timmy Watson's that kind of guy. If you have that kind of guy, you can he gives you hope for everything. To your point, yes, I'm with you. Like that player can do whatever you need Does Carson Wentz like,
1: give you hope. No, but I'm gonna tell does you, no, Carson he doesn't. Wins, I'm gonna tell you what he
3: does it, but I'm gonna tell you why he doesn't give me hope. Because if Carson Wentz was in a situation or, so it's gonna be it's, it's gonna sound like an indictment on coaching, right? This is gonna sound bad. All right, we've seen Coach Gibbs, right? We've seen greatness. Is is Ron greatness? Is 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 Scott Turner greatness? They're they're you know people like the culture change, but are they great? Are they good enough? So when would a Carson wins? That's a, we can flip the discussion. Are they good enough? Because well, they we'll, made we'll,
1: the trade. We'll find out. We'll find, out <laughs> if, we, we'll find that out in a few months. I'm about to say. That's uh, what I want to say. <laughs> But but let me just say this: If Carson wins, ends up working out, and if he ends oh, up uh, helping this team, I will zip it up. I will say, me you too. know what? I was wrong here. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I'm. I, uh, he ended up, you know, proving me wrong. Uh-huh. But I don't think that's gonna happen.
3: <laughs> no, I, I Don, I get what you're saying because I, I always feel like I. I know what you're saying, and I agree with you. We're talking about elite quarterbacks. Carson Wentz isn't the quarterback that I think that could take the team to the promised land. I, I totally agree with you. But in my argument to that, like my thought process to that is Carson Wentz is still better than certain, like a lot of the quarterbacks that Washington has. That's not a – has, have, ha, have, ha, I mean have now and had. in And Wally, passed.
1: that doesn't give me but no I know,
3: I know, I know. And so I'm agreeing with. I, I agree with you. I'm not even making that as an, as, a, as part of my argument. What I'm saying is that I've seen greatness. You've seen greatness. Like I've seen greatness in coaching and I've seen what great coaches can do with not having the elite quarterback. Like I've seen it. Like you can't tell me that. Like I've seen it. I've seen it in early when I as a young kid with this organization. I even seen it with when people when before Tom Brady was great with Bill Belichick and he got that Super Bowl when they beat the Rams. I saw that with Bill Belichick. Like I've seen that with other we saw that with the Baltimore Ravens with Trent Dilfer. Like we've seen coaches who can win with Lesser quarterback player. We've seen it.
1: Well it's this organization. Yeah, go ahead. You're right, but all the pieces have to be put together. I agree. Like I totally agree. If you if you're not if you're if you don't have a solid quarterback and some of the other pieces are missing, Mm -hmm. then all the then you don't have room for much error. That means that the coaching has to be on point from the offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator all the players and whatever. But the thing that that, that I look at in Washington is they, they haven't put enough pieces together for it to be even at the point where they may not have all the talent and whatever, but if they had key pieces in that equation put together, they would be so much better. But, <clears throat> again, I, I still think that if you get a quarterback in here – that it I mean this is something we've been talking about probably the last couple of years yeah. is you know that that the picks of quarterbacks have not been good, not at all. and if they if we said this during last season that the most crucial position leading into uh twenty twenty two will be that quarterback position and who they're going to bring in here, so again, I look at it like, huh, <laughs> uh, you know when I saw it like huh,
2: uh,
1: huh, really, I said that again, I was like. Are you kidding me? You, I mean, I wanted to just kind of like, I know the fans was like, I mean, some of the fans think that maybe it's a good move and whatever, but most probably think that, can we get this position right? Can we get this, you know, it, you know, and like I said, it's not just that they, they, they got Carson Wentz. It's what they had to give up and the amount of money that they had to give him to, to, to get him here. And, and to your point, you could have waited because the coach was probably going to uh, cut him or try to work a deal where you didn't have to give up so much to get him. And, and look, look at Watson. Basically, now since everything has been dropped on him, is that now teams are going to be aggressive? Where, where is he going to end up? Uh, Carolina, She'll be in uh, Washington, Saints, She'll be in Washington. Uh, Saints, Should've, you know,
3: should have been in Washington. I would have took the L for him. I told you this, Don. I told hey, you this no, a while ago. I, I, I told you a while ago. I told, you, I told you. I told you. I would have took him early, even with all the bad, all all the bad press. I was no, quick. Did that. I, was know, I was the one. I was the I was the one. I said that early. I said I uh, You I'll know take. what? You couldn't have done that because you <laughs> can't a
1: quarterback that you can't put on the field. Hey, look, Dude, look, look, a- I, look, look,
3: It's better than what it still would be better than what they've been putting on the field. I don't care. Yeah. I would take the- <laughs> hey,
1: well, he wasn't gonna be on the field. Hey, hey,
3: that's yet. better than what the I still hey Don, that's still better than what they was doing with the quarterback. Oh, don't even care, not on the field. I would I have waited for him. I would have waited for him. I would've waited for him. I would have been all right. Yeah. All right. Well, he, all right. Okay, we what two thousand twenty two. Oh, it, oh, he, oh, he here now? Okay, good, good, good. Okay, <laughs> good, good. I'm good now. I'm happy now. Hey, Donna. All right, it was dope, We got to, like, to end this show. But Donna, before I let you go, let our listeners know how they can catch your catch your show. You know, your massing show, and also how they can hit you up on social media.
1: Yeah, we're gonna do probably be doing a draft show come come April. Uh-huh. So they uh, Mid Atlantic Sports Net. Uh, it'll be um, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then Tony, Tony McGee, and myself are starting a podcast. Oh yes! Month also, it's called In a Minute, and okay. you know it's going to be entertaining with Tony yeah. and uh, and definitely we'll have to have you on there, while Oh, anytime, uh, Donna. Anytime. Uh, have to <laughs> chat, but yeah, they can. and then social media. Uh, if you want to hook up with me, as far as uh, social media links. Just type in my name and you get all that information.
3: You know what? Here does this woman do for y'all, man? On Twitter, her her Twitter handle is at Donna Hopkins underscore. And don't oh she only does football stuff? All right, so like you talking about. And don't be evil, social media. I'm talking about. Oh no, no, it's not only football. Oh, it's, it's not only, not
1: only f- football because oh. I'm, I'm, I'm basketball. Oh, she's doing she basketball. Like, I'm sorry,
3: I'm, I meant sports, I'm Donna. Old, I'm, I'm talking about mad sports. All oh, right, right I don't want to see, Donna. We can't be talking about them. So look. Uh, <laughs>
1: And then, as far on Instagram
3: is DJ Hop. Yeah, DJ. We can't talk about that thing. but yeah. All right, right. so yeah, that's what I'll be
1: mad all over. Wally. Wally. I I don't want to get away.
3: Donna. I don't want to get into it because I'm already. I'm mad every. I don't even watch games right now because I'm so mad. Like that's
1: and Wally, and you know what? I'm yeah. so excited because this is my favorite time of the year. NCAA. Double-A, me too, Donna. I'm. I'm in it.
3: You know what I mean? I can't
1: wait to that song at the end. One shot shining, shining
3: moment. One shot shining moment.
1: That's that, that one shiny moment. That's my favorite. I, I mean, know NCAA, it is. I, I'm mm-hmm. a basketball fanatic too. So I am, the, you know, I'm going to be glued in front of the TV for the next, you know, month or so because the NCAA tournament is where it's at right Definitely. now.
3: Definitely. I'm actually, you know, we've been interviewing or talking to folks from the Miat. uh, spoke to Norfolk State's coach. Uh, who said t- t- uh, actually a couple days ago and played on the show and you know they're playing Baylor. I'm rooting for them. I'm rooting for my HBCUs, man. I, l-
1: I like to say uh, congratulations to Howard's women. Oh yes, yes, yes. Program. They did. They made it to the tournament. They're making yes. it because they're sure. they rocking and mm-hmm. I'm I'm so happy for to see them in there and hope that they go uh, far in the tournament. Definitely, definitely.
3: I want to say like big up to uh, like MEAC Miak basketball teams in terms of boys and girls. I feel like they brought their game up in terms of competition. They have played the MEACs – Boys and girls have have been really, really competitive. So, I, I big ups to them. Big yeah, but them. Howard
1: hasn't been there for a long time, and to see them back there, uh, they uh, you know there were two seed, uh, right? off To them, they were two or one yeah. seed. They were
3: two seed, right?
1: I think the two seed. Yeah, yeah but <laughs> it, it's almost like a two seed is great, uh, but it's hard uh, college uh, basketball right now because that's the great thing about March Madness. You just don't know who's gonna come out winning. You think it may be this one, but you got those upsets, and that's what makes the uh, NCAA tournament so great. Mm-hmm. It's one and done, and then you move on.
3: You know it, Donna. You know it. All right, but Donna, thanks for being on. You know what? I appreciate you. We're gonna always. chat again, all right. We're gonna chat again. You already know.
1: Get your brackets together. I'm getting them ready,
3: Donna. I'm getting them ready right now. Catch <laughs> later, <laughs> <laughs> Donna. Later while it's always great. You behind. know
1: chatting with you.
3: You know it is. It's always a pleasure. It's a, it's, a, it's a blessing, actually. Thank you, Donna. Later, Wally. <laughs> Later. All right. Again, again, that is Donna Hopkins. You can follow her on Twitter. That's at Donna Hopkins underscore. That's at Donna Hopkins underscore. Hey, subscribe to our podcast on Twitter, Spotify, iTunes, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and Google Podcast. Just search the Urban Sports Scene. Also, follow us on Twitter at Urban Sports Scene, um, IG at Urban Sports Scene, and like our Urban Sports Scene Facebook page. Make sure you subscribe to the urban sports scene youtube channel as well. Check out the home of the urban sports scene that's empire media at com. and this show can be found on podcast dc. Download the podcast dc app to hear all of the empire shows as well as other great content. Hey, I appreciate you all for listening. I appreciate my ma- man Gary Antoine Russell for being on the show. You know, that kid's going to be the one. That, he's going to be the next world champ in the welterweight division. You heard it here. Also, Appreciate Coach uh, Robert Jones from Norfolk State to take it to take some time to talk to, to, to talk to me um, before you know his big game against Baylor, uh the NCAA tournament. So big ups to Norfolk State. Hope they you know pull out the upset. You know what I'm saying? HBCUs, MEAC, let's let's stay strong, man. Let's combine our love for for our you know institutions. But you know, for this team, I don't care you from the University of Maryland, Eastern Shore, Howard, or whatever, like, or you know, uh Coppin. Um, Morgan State, we all we all need to root for Norfolk State. You know what I mean? Because we got we got to stand together. And also, I want, I want to thank Donna for being on the show. You know, she's always dope. Donna's one of my favorite people. So, again, make sure you follow her on Twitter. Anyway, appreciate everybody for tuning in. You've been listening to the Urban Sports saying, for ages, get it, deuces, A mega. Lead us out, big homie.